to another episode of the Light Through the Shadow podcast with your host, myself, Jonathan Button of Jonathan Button Healing. Um, welcome back, one and all. Thank you for joining. If you're listening from wherever you are, I was checking where listeners came from, come from. Uh, we've got many from America, obviously from the UK where I am here. Some from Ireland as well, some from South Africa. So it's interesting to see uh, this, this work or at least these podcasts spreading. I'm grateful for everyone listening in. Thank you very much. Um, it is December the 19th, Monday the 19th today. It's a cold and wet day here in the UK in, in Norfolk, which is uh, <coughs> about two or three hours north drive of London. I'm still in good spirits. It's Christmas week. I've got over a bad bout of flu. My family is down with flu, so they're all resting up in the house. But I had some inspiration to do a podcast this week on looking at the idea of transformation uh, and what it really entails. This is coming off uh, the back of a conversation I was just having with a coaching client just now. And it's um, seeing through the facade of some of the uh, modalities or some of the services that are offered in this nascent spiritual or new age scene. Um, and what, what is, in inverted commas, true healing? Um, or true transformation, really, if even there could be considered one true transformation. Because I know in, in our little life of 8 billion people living on this planet, we all have our paths to take, our journeys to go on, and what serves one will not serve as another. Uh, one man's treasure is another man's junk, or another man's rubbish. I think that's from a paraphrase from the Tao Te Ching. So, um, what is this all about? Well, I can only really state or claim from what I've seen in my own healing, my own practices that have served me and to step onto uh, it's generally a lifetime journey of healing um, or, or healing myself and helping other people doing the same. And it doesn't stop, really. Um, I don't think, you know, let's say it's a May 2023, yeah, I'm going to be completely healed of everything. Or enlightened. I don't think it really works like that. Um, and in the modalities that I practice, be it trauma healing through TRE, through shadow work, through journaling and prompting, through shadow works, and nurturing my, my boy and my inner child, um, there's always something that pops up, like a new trigger for me, a new awareness that I wasn't aware of before that perhaps uh, activates me in a certain way, something to work with at the minute, something I'll go back into later. But I'll start the, the show proper with a quote from, um, I guess you could call him a spiritual guru, called a guy called Adyashanti, he's a Californian man from America. He was uh, very much in the Buddhist lineage, he's a very strong meditator, I think he's probably around 60-ish now. He's been meditating since he was, I want to say, late teens or 20s, something like that. And he's had uh, enlightening moments, I've read one or two of his books, a very interesting, very interesting guy. Uh, a friend of mine has worked with him, and um, he said he has an amazing presence like a profound presence when, uh, to, to be in the same room as him. But beside that, a quote from Adyashanti is, do you want to be happy in the dream world or really wake up? So, I mean, what does this mean? What's the dream world? For me, the dream world is the matrix, where we are, where we've come from, uh, what we've been conditioned to believe, the education system, our values, our morals. Um, and it's not just outside us, i.e. you could say the corporate world, or some people um, who live in the matrix, but it's inside us as well. Um, when we see, when we start to look at ourselves and look at the evils in us and how we project, how many people, I, many people project 
what, what the internal is feeling externally, um, how we're policed almost by ourselves by this uh, unconscious shadow of the world or the collective unconscious shadow of our community, our society and the world. Um, it makes it difficult to really see the matrix in some way. I mean, the film goes an amazing way to offer analogies and ideas and understandings of how to move through the matrix or what is the matrix. I mean, it's a great starting point for many people. It's my starting point for a bit of a, a shift in awareness as to um, what is the nature of reality. And who knows, maybe in a year or 10 years, I'll look back on this moment and think, no, I didn't know anything. And it will continue going on, but here I am on my merry march through life. So do you want to be happy in the dream world or do you really want to wake up? So I think, you know, like me and many other people, um, they have some feelings towards spirituality or awakening, or at least some misgivings around current society community, how the, how the news or the media portrays the world to be and not seeing that mirrored up, um, feeling different from many people or feeling very wounded, um, abused even by past experiences, past traumas, even maybe past life traumas. Um, and it's, uh, and they come onto this path and they think, oh, okay, the spiritual path, so it could be quite a Quite an interesting path. It could be bring, bring me that salvation, that enjoyment, that love that I'm looking for, that that hundred percent connected feeling. Um, and I think for me, I remember discussing with this with a coach of mine. And it's very interesting. That's the dream. The dream is at the beginning. Let's say you're what are twenty years old, and you're doing yoga or tai chi or meditating, and that dream is oh love and light. I want to be in, walking in fields of green pasture, I'm going to be feeling amazing, everything I speak to, everyone I speak to is amazing, everything I do is amazing, it's profound, it's blissful. And I think that that's the dream, that's the patch or the patter that, uh, that accompanies spiritual life, that there should be zero suffering when you're doing this, it should all feel amazing. And I mean, that's a great sentiment, and I think I got into the uh, this spiritual scene almost 20 years ago, on that same pretense, I was like, oh, if I do enough yoga, I do enough meditation, I'm going to be enlightened, I'm going to feel amazing, I won't have to go through anything, and all this shit that I'm going through, all this suffering, this identity crisis, this, this I don't know what the hell it is to be human, or what am I doing on this planet, the big questions I was asking myself 20 years ago, they'd all be answered, and it will be easy, and everything would come naturally to me. So off I went, and I think many people do this, you know, I did my yogas, and meditations, uh, perhaps not wholeheartedly, uh, I have to rate yoga and meditation very highly, um, but they can only bring me to a certain point. Uh, there was still rather disillusioned with it all, really. Some years later, I think probably in my jumping, fast-forwarding quite a lot into my early 30s now, I'm 41 now, so sort of dis reasonably disillusioned with it. In my early 30s, I've done this and that, uh, it hadn't really worked. I was probably heavily into clubbing and raving and taking drugs as well, I don't think they're really compatible. Um, and I think, um, yeah, it was, that, it was almost like disillusioned, like this spirituality, spirituality whatever it is, it's uh, hollow, it's false, um, or it's a facade for something really. I think there's still uh, a, lot of, a lot of wounded people out there, sadly, that are kind of still moving through these uh, the journeys that I had. And it kind of, um, 
it brings me on to a point, the new age community or this nascent new age community that's been going on or twisty and turny perhaps since the counterculture in the late 60s maybe, um, and definitely blossomed in the 70s and the 80s in, in California, in London, uh, in Thailand, in India, you know, some of these places where the, the spirituality booms happened. Um, and I see many, there's many different things these days that I think are meant to bring deep change or at least there to bring some sort of spiritual change, like cacao ceremonies, ecstatic dances, chakra balancing and things like this. Um, and perhaps they do bring healing to people. But I think there's a, a fallacy here with many in, in the new age community, I mean, this has been well spoken about before, and it's the love and lights the good vibes only crowd, but only here for a good time type of people um, who will fight for their death to be constantly happy and uplifted uh, and, and always looking free and happy and in the moment and whatever cliche is going on really. I think that's nice and people reach, I think a lot of people reach that stage of their journey and think, oh, this is it, I've made it, I've done it, I've done a spiritual, I've completed it. Well, I think you know, that leads us a lot of opening, really. I think going back to the, the patter of this love and light and the green pastures, I think that's really the beginning, to be honest, to get to that love and light stage. And for me, in my journey, I started to see real depth when I started to see the path to, for my own awakenings and awarenesses that I've had, if I can call them such, would be to go into my suffering and to go into my pain and to go into my deepest shames, uh, my frustrations, my agonies, my griefs, my fears, and I still do to this day. I still have many uh, things I sift through on a basis, and many things I've passed through as well, things that used to demonically hold me up in my life and really keep me down, keep a good man down, I should say. Um, but I digress. So yeah, so people get to this love and light path, and they think, oh, well, that's it, I don't need to suffer really. Um, and I think that's a false economy, really. Um, I think it's lovely that people get there. I think everyone's on their own particular journey, and who knows? Um, maybe they'll move on, or maybe they'll stay there forever with the, uh, with the Love and Light Brigade. But I'm kind of glad I personally found trauma healing. That was the real start for me, is uh, when I started to regulate my nervous system. So I think I've mentioned give and take the story before, like I started practicing yoga in, in the early, through 2004, I practiced on and off for many years, and uh, I started Tai Chi in 2012, and then Chagun, and I think Chagun was where it started to shift for me in 2016, something, the block started to move through me, I couldn't really say concretely I'd moved, but I started to have some awakenings as to how out of sync and out of alignment I was, this is around 2017. I still was very disillusioned and didn't know how to, how to play a life really or create a life that I really wanted um, and it wasn't until January 2018 when I found this TRE class or trauma release exercises class in Thailand it really felt bloody hell like I've come all this way and um, this trauma healing where the, the, the pain or my suffering is really the path is the true path and um, it was quite an awakening moment for me it's like shit I've lived all my life based around fear and avoiding suffering and avoiding pain and wanting to be as happy as possible sometimes managing it usually not and then uh finding this tre class 
Wow, that's a real opening for me. It did really, truly feel like a transformation, that first class. It's not for everyone. I think I'm a rarer case. But for me and some people, it's, it was like a lightning bolt. It really uh, struck me that what I've been doing was okay. But if I was really serious about getting on this path for spirituality, being healed, being much happier, more grounded in my place, then the path will be suffering. And the path will be going into suffering to clear that suffering. Now the thought pops up, it's like, why would anyone want to do that? Why would anyone feel like shit and go into their suffering and their darkness? And the answer lies in, behind that darkness is such beautiful light, such gold, that it's worth digging in the ground. I mean, if we can take that literal metaphor, imagine if there's, um, you're in a frosty peat bog, that there's a lot of carrots underneath, you really have to go somewhere to the spade to break through the icy peat. Digging down, it's like, like breaking a ice through a stone, ice through a stone, sorry, I don't think that analogy works. But um, I hope you know what I mean. So we're digging down into the ground with that, with that spade and eventually we break through and down in the ground, there's some beautiful carrots, there's some amazing vegetables, but it took so long to get there, to get that food, but you're lucky it did because it's so cold, you know you got food. So that's maybe a poor analogy for this. But um, if I can bring um, an example from my own life that maybe uh, illustrates this further. So for many years, I've struggled with uh, identity issues, with, with kind of social anxiety around this as well. Um, not being invulnerable, uh, pretending I was something I wasn't, pretending I was you know, a happy, sorted out guy, alpha male, had good money and good job, all this bullshit. Um, and I wore that mask for so long, and in the end, I was like, I'm just so far away from that, I can't imagine. I'm very hurt and a wounded, wounded boy, really, in my mid-30s when I saw this. Um, and, and, and the shadow was, the shadow of perfection, or the shadow I wanted to look good. The darkness was this. Wanted to look good, wanted to make sure everyone thought I was a certain type of way. And it was all rubbish, it was all bullshit. And so I started to dig around and I started to really come out of myself and say, no, that is not the truth. I'm actually a bit of a mess, really. And after some months of kind of really being vulnerable with myself and with others and really sharing who I really am, this kind of, this darkness started to lift from me, started to kind of move away. The shadows started to kind of, or a shadow started to lift away from me. And what came through was this wonderful new purpose to help people with TRE that I was learning to teach at the time to be a practitioner, uh, helping people through men's groups as well, and also coaching that came along a little bit later. And this wonderful new purpose, this, this purpose in life to help, to create a business to help people to A, make my own money, make my own living in my own way, the way I see fit to be my own boss, but also to help people to make impact in the world, to make real change, um, and share my journey, <coughs> my hero's journey, you could call it, with other people. And so this is the uh, when I start to see the true seeds of transformation happened in me. I think I mentioned it in a previous podcast as well, on how uh, latent creativity is trapped. But it's, I've got to reiterate, it's so true. For me, the, the, the litmus test or the markers of transformation are, for me, one, Let's, let's say there's an event that really triggered you in the past. Perhaps you got really angry when someone mentioned something or there was a particularly family member or friend that really, really irritated you, made you angry. Or perhaps there was something you felt deeply ashamed of that you did not want to speak to anyone in the world about. You were so ashamed that it did not match with who you were, your ego idea or who you were. And the litmus test is if you start to heal, you start to be less triggered 
by these things. You're, you're not as not as activated or you're not activated as a tool. And for me, that wound has become a scar. If you can imagine on the arm, imagine we've got a cut in the arm. I've used this analogy many times before. Imagine you've got a gaping gash there. And over the months and the years and the weeks, um, you begin to heal. And that gash it becomes a wound. You can still see the scar. And you're like, shit, I went through that thing, that incident, or I had that, that neurosis or complex. And now it's gone. I'm really glad it's gone. And you can start to see you're less triggered by this. Um, the other way you can start to see is this creativity coming through as well. I just mentioned this lightness coming through, um, where perhaps maybe you dedicated 10, 20, 30, 50, 80 percent of your thinking time on this problem, this challenge, this issue, this complex. You don't need to do that. So that energy gets diverted from other places to creativity. So light and beauty to creating a fantastic life or just playing a guitar, drawing having cooking really amazing food just kind of like opening up that channel of creativity is uh is very interesting for me and so um well to end or move move towards the end uh, another quote from adyashanti that i've got written down here as well uh, i wouldn't say this is part of what he said i wouldn't say i'm enlightened at all i've had some awakenesses i said my Lots of neurosis is what I work with, as I said in the beginning. And the quote is, enlightenment is a destructive process. It has nothing to, nothing to do with becoming better or being happier. Enlightenment is the crumbling away of untruth. It's seeing through the facade of pretense. It's the complete eradication of everything we imagine to be true. And it brings me on to another good point, this quote. I love that quote. Um, and that's that feeling, uh, perhaps uh, you've had a bad time in your life and people say, oh, I just want to get back to how I was then, or God, I was so happy two years ago. I want to get back to being then, you know, you want to get back to a normal or you want to create a, a new happier. It's just like, oh, I want to be happier in 2023. Like, God, I've got to be so much happier. Or I want to be more confident. Um, I mean, that, that, that's um, going back to the very first quote. That's kind of being happy in the dream world. Dream world is like feeling happier, doing more, maybe Tony Robbins stuff, which there is a place for, I believe. Great for motivating people. It's kind of being happier and happier in the dream world. I don't think that's a true, for me, look at reality and, and what, what our capability is, like what our potential is to become whole here. Um, true transformation is grief. It's moving through grief. It's eradicating the layers like a snake, shedding a skin. Like it's just almost like, imagine you're like a spirit and you're, weaving and wiggling out of this human body and this skin you've got around your human body and you're growing into a new one and it's painful this growth process but overall much worth it um i see through my daughter that she goes she grows quite a lot and she goes through pains when she grows like growing longer legs and longer arms and a longer body but it's painful for her but if she didn't have that pain she'd she'd stay around 60 centimeters her whole life like less than a meter I think that's not going to happen. I mean, this is the literal sense of, of growing and healing. So, so my baby, my daughter, has to go through these growing pains to get to an adult human height. It's a natural progression. And here we are with our emotional wounding, with our spiritual growth as well. We have to go through the pain to release, accept, understand, embody, uh, and ultimately embody our emotional healing and our growth. It's uh, It can be not a nice process, really, and it's love and light and... Give them to, keep on adding good stuff to you is great, but I see much stronger transformational properties and potential within moving into yourself, descending 
not ascending, moving into your darkness and finding the gold inherent within. It really is an inside job, people. Um, we don't need to add anything more on, maybe a hobby or something like that, or nice. I'm learning to play the guitar at the minute, and that, that's kind of a nice add-on, but that's not something that's going to change my personality. That's just something that's nice to do. We are born whole people. I look at my daughter, and she's 18 months now. She's a wonderful whole human being. You know, you don't see neuroses, anxieties, or what's going on with life, what's my purpose. You know, she lives in the moment, she cries, and it's all over with, and she's happy again, and she gets frustrated, and she wants a story. It's all there right in the moment with her, and we all have that capability to come back to that wholeness. Uh, I'm working on myself to move this way, keep on working through my traumas and my woundings. Um, and you do as well. We don't need to add anything on. It's all inside of us already. There is such gold in all of us. We just need to activate it. And who knows, maybe in five or ten years, there'll be even more stuff that I found, I find inside myself. It's like the inner adventure. Like uh, in my 20s and 30s, I was obsessed by traveling. I used to love it, going to India, going to Thailand, went to Mexico, all these travels everywhere. I used to love it. And I still really enjoy it. Now that was about the external adventure, trying to find something. Oh, I'm going to find this spiritual thing in India. I'm going to go to Goa or the mountains or I'm going to go to Koh Phangan in, uh, in Thailand. I'm going to go and find the spiritual and find myself. Classic, like, uh, got to find yourself while you're traveling, which I maybe was popular when I was 20. Definitely find myself. And I definitely enjoyed myself in my travels. They were wonderful, life-affirming moments there. But when I came home, I was still exactly the same, really, at, at, at heart. And why? Because the true transformation happens within. It happens by moving inside yourself, sifting through those traumas, sifting through the darkness, then moving through and understanding what you really want your life to be. What would you love to create? What excites you? If there are people in life that are um, not on your path, like setting clear boundaries with people on how you want your reality to be, not accepting their reality if you don't find it fitting to your aura, to how you see reality, so I will come to this end of this podcast now. I feel I've uh, gone over some grounds here. Um, but th this for me is my just my thoughts on the, the transformation process um, that I've gone through and I see other people going through that really does bring true change. Um, and I'll finish off just with a, a short story from someone I met on a retreat recently. This is a lady, she's a lovely lady. Um, she, had a, she was a yoga teacher and meditation teacher. And she'd been doing uh, yoga meditation for 20 or 30 years, you know, most of her life, I should think. And she went to a shadow work weekend, one I mentioned on a couple of podcasts ago, where you're really looking to heal these deep woundings, or at least heal one of your deep woundings, or at least, or at least get a different perspective of it. And this woman says, after having a 30-year yoga meditation practice, coming home from that shadow, shadow retreat weekend was the first time she had felt real calm in her life, really with herself. That's really beautiful. And then we can do all the X, Y, Zs, but unless we're kind of looking inside ourselves, then I don't feel the true transformation potential for our, for our humanness is activated. Okay, team, I will sign off. Ironically saying, love and light to you all. It's Monday the 19th of December. Merry Christmas to you all. It's been a weird old year for me. Ups and downs, some struggle, lots of struggle, lots of beauty as well. I might do a roundup of the year in another podcast, but um, I wish you a wonderful Christmas and 
New Year period, one and all. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I actually love doing these podcasts. Um, it's a wonderful creative channel for me and I love to kind of speak and pass on what I've learned and know and maybe it will help someone or at least interest someone out there. And with that, thank you very much, people. See you in a week's time. Bye, bye, bye.